Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. series um, that we've been going through. We started last week, Summer Playlist. We call this Summer Playlist because we're going through the book of Psalms. And as we learned last week, Psalms are just a collection of uh, prayers, of hymns, of poems that uh, the writers, they, they, they were writing for God. And they were so grateful and they were magnifying everything that God is and was to them in their lives. And so we call this summer playlist because we want to bring attention to the things that we're listening to. You know, it's summer, it's fun times that you could be listening to a whole bunch of things. But I wonder if we're listening to truth. If we're listening not just to the things we want to listen to. Right, the things that just make us feel better. But if we're listening to the voice of God, to the word of God, and to the things that are going to lead us into everything that he has for us. So today, well, last week we, we read Psalm, for, Psalm, Psalm chapter 1. And we actually, I don't know if how many of you remember, if you wrote down some notes, that we learned that the decisions we make today, they will determine our destination tomorrow. And today I'm excited because we're going to be going over Psalm 23. Psalm 23, if you have your Bibles, take them out, go to Psalm 23. Immediately as I said that, a lot of you are like, I know that Psalm. I've heard that Psalm since I was a little kid. A lot of you, maybe you've memorized it. If you've been around church for long enough, you're like, I, I know it, I've heard it. And even if you haven't been in, char- in church for long, or maybe you're just, you've probably seen it on a card, you're, you've seen it on somebody's shirt, you've seen it on a mug. And the thing about this psalm is that usually it's very popular in funerals. But I want to kind of reframe a little bit of our mindset today because this psalm is a life-giving psalm because this psalm is not just when you know they're saying goodbye to us but this psalm is the one that can guide and direct our lives this is a psalm that we can remember and bring back to our minds every single day of our lives to remind us that we have a shepherd that cares for us and this psalm it's actually believed to be the most famous piece of scripture in the old testament because Christians and people who are not Christians, they've all heard and they, they've heard this, this psalm before. Are you there? Psalm 23. Are you there? Say amen if you're there. Awesome. This is what Psalm 23 says. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness And your love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell 
in the house of the Lord forever. I think even as we read that psalm, we can just go home after this. I don't know about you, but it brings comfort. It brings hope to my life. Today, I want to talk to you from this message I've titled, Safe and Sound. Say it with me, Safe and Sound. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much, Jesus. We thank you that in you and with you, you we are safe and sound, Jesus. We give you this time. We ask you that you be with us, God. We, we know that whenever two or three are gathered, there you are, God. So we know that you are here. So we just pray and ask that you will speak to us. Our minds, our hearts, our souls, God, our ears are open to hear your word. We don't ever want to just gather on a Sunday for gathering, God, but we want to gather to hear from you, to be changed, to be transformed, God, so that you can lift us up, God, so that you can bring more peace to our hearts, to our souls, so that we can grow in the knowledge of you, Jesus, so that we can walk certain that you go before us, you protect us, you surround us, God. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. In the year 2005, 1,500 sheep all walked off a cliff following each other. Sorry, that's just the news I'm walking you today with. But it, it, it happened. It happened in a small town in Turkey. 1,500 sheep. That's a whole lot of sheep. They just followed each other and they all just one by one walked off a cliff. And it happened when their shepherd, who was supposed to take care of them, right? It was a couple of them. They decided, well, maybe we just, we'll leave them here for a second while we go grab a bite of our breakfast sandwich. And in a second that they looked away, tragedy happened. And here's the thing. They said that 450 sheep lost their lives that day. Super sad. Poor little sheep. But the other 1,100 survived because the 400 before served them as cushion in the fall. So they were just following each other. Sadly, some lost their lives. But, you know, some made it because of the cushion that the other uh, 400 provided. And it was tragic. It was tragic for the sheep. It was tragic for the shepherds. It was tragic for the families that owned the sheep because it is believed that over $100,000 were lost that day. So sheep, they're not very bright, but they are very expensive. <laughs> That's what we learn. And all because for a few minutes, they had no direction from their shepherd. And you may think, they're, what's wrong with sheep? Like, you know, they're not too smart. I can relate I can identify myself because there's been plenty of times where I've wandered off. There's been plenty of times where I've walked into some things I shouldn't have walked into. There's times where I've just like, I just, I kind of want to go this way. Or, or, or I just kind of begin to wander away only to find myself in an unfortunate situation. This happened to Alex and I not long ago. We were on vacation and we were on this tour. And, you know, when you go on a tour, you have a tour guide. That's leading you. And usually he or she would have some stick and like a flag or whatever um, to, to tell you I'm going this way. So even if you're in the back of the line, even if you're in the back of the group, you can see where that person's going. And, and you know, we, we stopped somewhere. And, and, and as we stopped, I looked to the left and I 
I saw the prettiest store I'd ever seen. And immediately I was captivated. They had everything I love. They had pictures of animals, drawings, paintings. They had pens. They had notebooks. You know, maybe you can't relate, but if you just want to just surprise me, entertain me, if you want me to be like, oh, wow, you've got to have some nice notebooks and pens. That's just what I love. And animals. And I told Alex, let's go inside. Let's get some things that so we'll catch up with the group. We did. We it wasn't fast. It just took us a little bit because there was way too many cute things there. And as we got out, we lost a group. So we began to look for them. And in, in a moment, we're like, okay, where, where to go? I'm looking for the lady with the flag and I can't see her. And I'm looking for the group and I don't see any familiar faces. We began to panic. We were a little stressed out. We were a little annoyed. We, we were lost. And so we began to panic a little. We were running around, you know, streets and alleys until eventually after what felt like and eternity, we were able to catch up with our group. You know, the, the thing is that thinking that we could go off the path for a second, we ended up getting lost with no direction. And the reality is, is that that happens to us. The truth is that you and I, we can all lose our way. We go through life and we're like, I, I think I can go a little bit this way. Or I think maybe in the meantime, I'm just, I'm just going to go check this out over here. And, and when we least expect that we find ourselves in a place where we are lost, much like us that day. Some of us, we've gone off the path looking for something or someone, chasing something or someone Hello, only to find ourselves heartbroken, only to find ourselves lonely, only to find ourselves stressed out, desperate. Humanity, we have a tendency to want to do our own thing. We have a tendency to be independent. I don't want you to tell me what to do. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what you do for a living. I don't care if you're related to me or not. I don't want you to tell me what to do. I know what I'm doing. I know better. Listen, you're like half my age, how dare you? Or you're like twice my age, you don't know what you're talking about. If you're a young person here, we think our parents have no idea about life. They know more than us just because they've been around longer. Let me just tell you and save you some of the hard times. But we don't want to listen to anybody. We want to do what we want to do when we want to do it, how we want to do it. We want to live independent and follow our own desires, follow our own wants. And the reality and the problem that we face, because this is our nature, is that dependence on self would lead us to independence from God. Hear me, dependence on self will lead us to independence from God. We begin to trust our own ingenuity. We begin to say, I am so smart. Do you see all the degrees upon that? Well, I did that. I did that. I stayed up at night, late at night, every night, studying. And, and that business, I, I did that. And this career, I, I did that. In my bank account, I did that. We begin to think that we have everything under control. We begin to think that we don't need help. I don't need people. I don't need you in my life. I don't need you to give me advice. Until the giants of life show up. Until the wolves of life, if you will, they show up. Until depression is knocking on our door. Until we realize that our marriage is failing. Until we realize that we're dealing with loss and grief. 
and we're desperate and we're anxious and we can't sleep at night. And it is usually in those moments when we realize, I, I, I guess I can't do it on my own. I, I, I guess I I guess I miscalculated this whole situation and I, I thought I couldn't and, and I thought I could live on my own. But the reality is, is that when difficult times come knocking on the door, there's nothing we can do about it. This is how some of us have lived. And maybe some of us walked in this place today and we've been living independent. And we've been living with this attitude that I just, I know what I'm doing. I don't need anyone around me. Some of us have learned to be independent because life has pushed us that way. Because life has forced us. Because some of us, the people that were supposed to take care of us and protect us, they've left us. They've abandoned us. The people have lied to us. People have cheated on us. So we, instead, we just say, well, you need to stay there. And, and, and I'm not going to allow you to get too close. And I'm not going to count on you because I... I just got to do this on my own. A lot of us walked into this place today completely independent from God, independent from everything, and dependent only on ourselves. And so we're walking through life and we're just wounded. And we think we got it all together, but we're just, we're just limping a little because it hurts. Because as much as we want to try to cover it up with what we've done and, and material things, we're just bruised up. And all we want to do in life is find a place of healing, find a place of peace, find a place where you and I can feel accepted, welcomed, not threatened. That's how some of us have lived our lives. But I want to tell you today, you and I don't have to live this way. We have a good shepherd. We have a God that's with us by our side. You don't have to wonder if you are alone or not. Let me tell you this morning, Jesus is with you. You don't have to do things on your own. You don't have to try to strive to get something that Jesus is willing to give you. And so he's, he's waiting for us. He's saying, I need you to trust me. We need to depend on God, but to depend, we've got to trust. We've got to trust in him. It requires for us to turn over our control. This fake idea of control. You think you're in control? You walk through life thinking you, you've got this? I'm in control of my life. I'm in control of my family. Can I tell you, it's nothing more than a mirage. Because in reality, we're not in control of anything. The only one that is ever in control is God. The only one that truly has a grip on life, on everything, on the world is God. And this God is saying, trust me. Trust me, I am your shepherd. And I want us to understand today that if we can't trust the shepherd with our path, then we can live in peace. If you and I... Trust the shepherd with our path. We can live in peace. I want you to understand the context of the psalm that David is writing. David is writing this psalm as an expression of his gratitude. He begins to, to think about the goodness of God and what he's experienced in his own life. And, and he, he says, I have a, a guide. I have a protector. I have someone that defends me. I know that I'm not alone. This is what he's doing when he's writing this psalm. And as he begins to write, he, he, he gives us this image, this analogy of the shepherd and the sheep. And he does this because he's very well acquainted with shepherd and sheep. You see, because before he was a king, he was a shepherd. 
And before he was ever in a palace, he was in the field. So he knew exactly what it required to be a shepherd. He knew exactly how she behaved and he knew exactly what a shepherd's job would do. Even when he got called to be anointed king, he was out in the field tending the sheep. He was just a young boy. And it says, the Bible tells us that he would just sing songs to God all day. He's watching his sheep and he's like, and he's just watching them and he's taking care of them, but he's singing to God because he is so good. And, and even he, he knows what a shepherd has to do. He, he knows the job. And it wasn't a glamorous job. It wasn't a job that people wanted to do. Usually it was the youngest boy in the family that got stuck with this job. The one that nobody wanted to do. And, and, and when he's about to fight Goliath, he's, he's saying, give me a chance. I can take down Goliath. You're a little young boy. Like you're short and you're skinny. I'm sorry if you're short and skinny. Um, you can bring down Goliath too. <laughs> and he's a little boy. And he says, I, I can take him down. You know why? Because I've been a shepherd and I've taken down bears and lions. That's right. I've gone after the bear. I've gone after the lion to, to rescue the sheep. Bible tells us that he's wrestled. Literally wrestled with a lion. Wrestled with a bear to get the sheep out of its mouth. Have you ever felt like life has done that to you? It's just caught you by surprise and it's dragging you away. I want you to know that we have a shepherd that will fight the bear and the lion. And we go after you and would wrestle you out of its mouth to save you. That is what a shepherd does. And so David is, is writing this and he's like, I'm so grateful because I understand that 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 I was to my sheep, you are to me. That in the same way that I risked my life, that in the same, same way I was willing to lay down my life for, for my sheep, God, you are the same to me. And he begins to remember that when he was surrounded, when his enemies were looking to kill him, where he was surrounded by the Philistines, by his enemies, when he was hiding in caves, when he was discouraged, when he was with his head down, when he didn't know where to look and he was hiding. Have you ever been hiding? And your problems are right there and your situations are right there. He remembers even in those moments, God, you were my shepherd. God, you protected me. God, you defended me. And because he knows this, because he knows this, he can write this song. He says, I remember. And I can walk with certainty that in the same way you've rescued me, you rescue everyone. In the same way you did it for me, you will do it for them. This is what this psalm is about. It's a psalm that is telling us, you can live at peace. You can walk confident and secure because you have a shepherd. So I want to invite us today to put our, aside our independence and pick up dependence from God. Because even as we read the psalm, we realize that he comes to bring us peace to our lives. And he does it in different ways. And I love this. that The first thing that he gives us is that he gives us the peace of provision. Say it with me. The peace of provision our shepherd he is a provider part of our independence is thinking that we are the providers you know I provide for my family and I provide for my kids and if there's a play on the table it's because I I got it I bought it I did it 
It's part of our independence is to think, I, I am self-made. I, I did this on my own. I, I'm the one that's providing. I, I have a good bank account. I've got a nice house. I've got a nice car. And, and we fail to realize that there are things in life that money can't fix and that money can't buy and that your stability in your bank account can do nothing about, right? When tragedy knocks on the door, it doesn't matter how much money you've got in the bank account. Where you are dealing with loss and with grief, it doesn't matter how many titles you've got hung up on the wall. When you can't sleep at night because you're stressed out and every time you try to close your eyes, you just can't because you are restless. And you can't because you keep thinking about that situation. And you can't because anxiety just sets in. And you can't because you begin to go over every scenario and every situation. There's no magic pill you can buy to bring you peace. There is no magic pill you can buy to fix your marriage. There is no magic pill you can buy to bring your kids back close to church and to God. There is nothing we can do on our own strength. I can fix it. Only God can. There are things that only God, only our maker, our savior can fulfill, can heal in our lives. And I love this because the psalmist says, says that he makes me lie down in green pastures. He makes me. He doesn't just lead me. He doesn't just tell me. You've ever asked anyone for directions? You're going to make a left and then you go 200 feet and you make a right and then you wait till the second line and then you make another right. God doesn't do that. Our shepherd, he, he takes us. He takes us to the green pastures and he makes us. He says, you, you're not going anywhere. You, you, you're going you're gonna to be here. He makes us. He takes us to green pastures where we can find peace, where we can find a calm place, a safe place. He doesn't just meet our physical need. He's like, there's enough grass here for you to eat. But he says, well, while you do that, I, I'm here. While you do that, you could do it in peace. Knowing that you are safe, it says that he leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. Another translation says he restores my soul. And he guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. He provides refreshment for my soul. Sheep, they're easily scared. They're not very smart, as you can see. And the thing about sheep is that throughout the Bible, the Bible calls us sheep. We are his sheep. So I'm not trying to, you know, tell anyone anything here. But... It's the reality. When we really study as we're doing today, we realize I, I'm a little bit of a sheep. I, I, I do some things that make no sense. And I go some places that make no sense. And, and so they're easily scared. And so they can't be around, you know, if there's a loud noise, they, they oh, what's going on? If they can't drink from a, a quick, like a stream that's fast, that's moving too fast, they need quiet waters. The shepherd knows exactly what they need. Your shepherd, he knows exactly what you need. He knows when you need a quiet place. He knows exactly when, you, when you're hungry and when you are thirsty. And so he, he takes them, he leads them beside quiet water so that they can quench their 
thirst, but then he restores their soul. I want you to know that when you get close to Jesus, when you walk with your shepherd, you can be certain of one thing. That even as he is meeting your needs, he's not just meeting your physical needs, he is restoring your soul. He begins to heal you. He begins to heal that wound from the past. He says, I know it's been rough. And I know you've gone through some things. And I know you're bleeding a little bit. And I know you're limping a little bit. But as you sit here next to me, I want you to have the assurance that I will begin to heal you. I will take care of you. I'm here. I am providing every single thing that you need. Because I know you. I know you. It is who he is. It's not just what he does. It is who he is. Many of you have heard about our dogs, Zion and Maggie. They're wild and they love the outdoors. And so sometimes you just let them run. Maggie just runs around for no reason. She just runs in circles. She's just, just whatever. She just runs. Zion, he loves to play fetch and he never gets tired. And so after a while out in the heat, they're like, you know, Zion's super hairy. He's like overheating. He's like, <sighs> they know. After a little bit of, you know, just playing around, Alex and I, one of us would turn around and be like, let's go get water. They don't ask questions. They don't doubt. They just follow us. And they know that every single time after they've been out in the heat, after they've been out in the sun, Alex or myself, we have a cold bowl of water. Because... We love them and we want to protect them and we want to provide for them. How much more our God, how much more your God, the one that created you, the one that set you apart, the one that chose you, the one that has counted and he knows his number, the, the hairs on your head. He knows you. How much more our God would provide for us. He knows what you need. He knows when you need it and he is available. And so he wants us to walk with the peace of his Provision. Some of us, we've lived striving. Can we be honest? Some of us walked in here and we've lived striving. Trying to grab onto the next thing and trying to make it and try. And God is saying, let me provide for you. Let me give you what you need. Let me meet your need. I am everything. I am the only thing that would ever quench or satisfy the need that is in your soul. More than a physical need. A spiritual one. I love this verse in Philippians chapter 4, four verse 19. It says, and my God, he will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. God will supply not some of your needs, all your needs according to his riches. In this Psalm 127, I love this Psalm. It says, it is useless for you to work from early morning until late at night, just to get food to eat. I mean, we need food to eat. But he says it is useless because God provides for those he loves even while they sleep. I want you to know that even when you are unaware of his presence, even where you are unaware of what's happening around you, you're a good shepherd. He is more than aware. He is awake. He is watching and he is working and he is providing. You can find rest tonight. You can find good, find good sleep tonight when you understand that our God, the good shepherd, he provides for you and for me, even when we don't see it, even when we don't understand that he is always working to provide for us. So he provides us with a piece of protection. And, and the second thing that he does is that he provides us with the piece of his protection, provision and protection. 
I think that few things in life give us more peace than feeling protected. I mean, you go to sleep at night a little bit more at peace when you've got a good alarm system. You're one of those people that have got like 20 cameras in every corner. And if anything or anyone approaches, it's like all kinds of alarms are going off. I sleep better when Alex is home with me as opposed to when he's out of town. For some reason, if he's home, I don't start thinking about the person that can break into my house and I'm not thinking about the noise I just heard and I'm not here wondering why my dogs are staring into the wall for no reason you're like what are you looking at <laughs> I know you're laughing because it's happened to you 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 you've wondered what what they're staring you're more at peace when you go on a roller coaster and it's got both a bar and a belt you're like, if one of these doesn't work, one, one of them has to work. One of them has to do it. Protection, it brings peace. Protection, it brings confidence and reassurance. When you feel protected, you walk a little bit more secure. You, you walk like, I, I got this. And sheep, they need protection. Because on top of everything that they lack, they are defenseless. Sheep, they don't have sharp teeth. Sheep, they, they, they're not predators, they are prey. Sheep, they don't have sharp claws or, or they can't really fight. Sheep, they don't have venom, they can't run fast, they can't climb anything. Matter of fact, if a sheep, it falls on its back, it literally cannot get up on its own. They, there's a name for it, they're just on their backs. And they need somebody to come and rescue them. Otherwise, they, they'll stay there. And David is confident on the protection of his shepherd. He is so confident. He says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Life has ups and downs. Life, sometimes we're going to be on the mountaintop and we're going to be celebrating. We're celebrating birthdays. We're celebrating races. We're celebrating graduations. We're celebrating new babies. We're celebrating new marriages. Life could be great, but the next day we can be in a valley. The next day we can be dealing and going through loss and dealing with our situation and dealing with, with that bill we can't pay, dealing with that family member, dealing with an illness, dealing with bad news. And that's what a valley is. A valley is, it's a place where it's a low place where you are surrounded, surrounded by hills or mountains. And so when you're in the valley, you really can't see what's coming at you. But all your enemies and all the predators can see you very well. And so when you're in the valley, you're scared. But I love that David doesn't just leave it at that. He says, in a dark valley. It's not that you've got problems. You've got some issues. It's not just little things, it's a situation. Even when it's dark, he says, I can walk confident because you, you comfort me. You can be surrounded by bad news, but you don't have to be overwhelmed. You could be surrounded by situations and not be overcome because of who walks with you. And I love that he says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. This was a staff. The staff had this little hook here and a rod was just 
something like this. And usually they'll have one of these or they will have both just separate. And what this would do was that as a shepherd, anytime one of his sheep would begin to walk away and wonder, he would just hook them and bring them back. He can watch and he can say, you, you're, you're, you're a little bit close to the edge there. Just, just gotta, you just got to come here this way a little bit. Whenever one of his sheep was falling, was stumbling, it was slipping, he would just, he would catch him. He'll help him back on its feet. I want you to know that whenever it feels like you're slipping, whenever it feels like you're, you're falling, whenever it feels like you're going to stumble down your shepherd, he comes to pick you up. He comes to rescue. He comes to pick you back up on your own two feet. He says, I got you. You, you thought you were falling. I got you. He, he, I, I got you. His staff, he brings me close. He tells me when I've gone too far. And then his rod, his rod is used for fighting. He's using his rod for protection. And so he feels comforted even in the middle of a dark valley because he says, even though I can't see my enemies, even though it's dark and I don't even know what's ahead of me, my shepherd, he sees it all. You may not know what's around you. You may not know what just happened. You may not know what this news are all about, but you've got a shepherd who is watching. He's watching and he's ready to fight somebody for you. He's ready to fight that situation. He's ready to say, listen, you can watch and you can come near, but I've got my sheep and you will not, you will not have your way. That is what our shepherd does with us. He is watching and he is protecting even when we are surrounded, our good shepherd says, I've got you and you can walk in peace and confidence knowing that your good shepherd, he walks before you. He protects you and he takes care of you. But here's the thing is that we need to allow him to lead us. Because some of us, he's got us hooked, but he's like dragging us. So at some point, if you want to be at peace, if you want to be where he is, we're just going to have to say, I'm not going to be independent. I'm going to trust you. And even when I don't know why you're taking me to the left, I'm just going to walk where you're leading me because I trust that you know better. Psalm 121 says, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. You may be walking through a dark valley right now, but I came to remind somebody here in this place that your good shepherd, he is ready. His staff, his rod, they are ready. They're ready to bring you back. They're ready to carry you. They're ready to lift you up and they're ready to protect you. You can find peace, the peace of protection, Jesus the peace of provision, the peace of protection, and lastly, the peace of his promise. David goes on to write, he says, you, my shepherd, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and your love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the the house of the Lord forever. Imagine this valley I just painted for you. It's dark. It's scary. You're, you, you, you don't know what's in front of you. In the middle of this valley, there's a table. And this table, it's not just any table. This table is a table that your shepherd, that God 
has set up for you. And as you're facing this table, he, he says, I've, I've, got a, I've got a chair here for you. Why don't you sit? God, our shepherd, he is inviting you and I to sit at his table. In the middle of the valley, in the middle of darkness, in the middle of eyes just looking at you, in the middle of your enemies prowling around, in the middle of your situations, in the middle of your illness, in the middle of your loss, in the middle of your depression, in the middle of your anxiety, God says, come, come, sit. I have a sit for you at my table. He says, you are my guest. You're not just anybody. You are my prized possession. It says that he anoints his head with oil. This was custom in this time for hosts to anoint their guest with perfumed oil. Very important guest is a sign of of you're separated, you're anointed, you're special. This is what our shepherd does with us. He says, you can sit at my table. God has created a space for you. It makes me think about Jesus in the Last Supper when he's with his disciples and they've all got a seat at the table. And what he's telling them is, I'm about to give my life for you. And you break bread and wine, remembering that I'm about to give my life, my blood for you so that you can be made whole. That is the same seed and the same invitation that we have at his table. A seed that says, I can surround you. A seed that says, you're invited to be part of my family. You're not just anybody. You're invited to receive forgiveness. You're invited to receive healing. You're invited to receive everything that I have for you. You are invited. And all you have to do is say yes. Say, yeah, I'll sit here with you. And then it says the goodness, the mercy, that his love will follow us. In Hebrew, this word follow, it says it's called radaf. And it doesn't just mean to follow. It means to pursue. It means to chase. So God's love, his mercy, they're not just following you around. They're chasing you down. Have you ever been chased? You, 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 you take a left and you see them and you go right and you see them. That is what the mercy of God will do. That is what the love of God will do for you. That wherever you go, whatever turn you take, whichever way you go, the mercy of God is saying, come, I'm here. I've got you. I've got peace. I've got protection. I've got provision. I've got healing. I, I'm here. Come. It's available to you. Some of us, we've strived our whole lives. We are broken. We are hurting. We're desperate. We don't know which direction we're going. I want you to know that peace is not a place. Peace is a person. Peace is found in the person of Jesus. And he's calling you and I today to participate in this peace. As you hear Psalm 23 today, I want you to be reminded and understand in your heart that you can live in peace. That you can be surrounded and still experience peace because you have a promise from God Almighty that he will protect you, that there is something waiting for you on the other side, that he will never leave you, not forsake you. I don't know who's left you. I don't know who's lied to you, but God, he is not a man that he should lie. He he loves you. He will protect you. He will never turn his back on you. Today, you can count on that. Can we get up up on our feet for a moment? I I just want to take a second to give some people an invitation and pray for some of us here today because some of us walked into this place tired 
you are tired. You are tired of striving. You are tired of bad news. Some of us, we walked in here lost. We've been going our own way. We think we've been making the right decisions. So maybe we know we've been making the wrong decisions and we don't know what to do. And we need some rescuing. We need some healing. We need a new beginning. I'm going to ask you if you can, just close your eyes and bow your head in this moment. Just as a moment of privacy. Some of us in this place, you, you may have walked in here today and you don't know Jesus. You may have heard of him. You may heard about him, but you don't have a relationship with him. You can say today, I, I've been following things. I've been chasing things and Jesus for sure isn't one of them. I want you to know that you are here today because he wants you. He wants you to know that he loves you that he's got you that he is the God that can give you a new beginning that he is the God that can heal you that he is the God that can heal your broken heart that he is the God that can give you direction and strength and peace in your life the thing about all of us is that we're all sinners you and I we are sinners meaning we miss the mark we are not perfect none of us are and God loves us so much that he sent his one and only son Jesus to die on a cross for you and for me so that he would take the place that we needed to be in. And he did this because he wanted us to experience life, everlasting life. He wanted us to experience wholeness. He wanted us to experience a life where we don't have to go around striving and trying to just do things and trying to fulfill our needs. He says, I've got it. I did it. So if you're in this place, I'm going to give you an opportunity in a moment to say yes to Jesus. If you're here and you're like, Diana, I, I need a new beginning. Diana, I'm tired. I'm tired of doing things on my own. I don't know what else to do. I've run out of options. I just need help. I can't do it on my own. If that's you, I'm going to count to three. And I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand briefly. I just want to acknowledge you. I just want to acknowledge you and I want to pray for you. If you're here and you're like, that's me. I'm lost. I'm broken. I'm wounded. I don't know where to go. I need a new beginning. I need, I need help. I can't do it. At the count of three, just raise your hand. One, two, three. If that's you in this place, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Even if you're here and you haven't raised your hand, but you know that it's you, we're going to pray together. If you're watching online. And that is you. God sees you right where you are. And so I'm just going to ask us to just do a repeat after me prayer. And all we're doing with this prayer is I'm just facilitating this first step for you. For you to say, Jesus, come into my life. So I'm going to ask you that you repeat after me. And as a matter of fact, the whole church, we're all going to pray together. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. God, come into my heart, be my Lord, and be my Savior. From now on, I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, if you made that decision today, we have a free gift. It is a free Bible. We want to give you this because we believe that it is here in this book where you will find the answers to everything that you need. You'll find out who God is, who your shepherd is, and you'll find out that there's a hope and a future for your life. So after service, go see someone that's wearing one of the yellow shirts outside. Ask
looking for a Bible, tell them you uh, pray this prayer today. If you're online, just send us a message and we will send a Bible your way. We're about to leave here worshiping one more time. But before we do, I want to pray for some of us here that maybe we've walked with Jesus for a long time. But we found ourselves wondering. We come to church on Sundays, but during the week, we're just like, see you next Sunday, God. And we forget about him. And we've allowed problems to take our peace. And we've allowed situations to rob us of our peace. I'm going to pray for you right now. But if that is you, pray out loud. Don't be afraid. Nobody's trying to listen to you. Nobody's trying to get up in your business and in your prayer. This is our moment to say, God, you take control. You take control. Let's pray, God. We thank you so much, Jesus. We thank you that you are our safe place. We thank you that you are our provider. You are our healer. You are our protection, God. We thank you for the promises that you have for us. In this moment, Jesus, God, we commit our lives to you. Enough with wandering off, if not enough with walking away. God, we commit our lives to you, Jesus. We want to follow you. You are our shepherd, God. And so we pray that you will continue to lead us, God, in the ways that we should go, Jesus. That you will continue to be our strength. That you will continue to be our provider, God. That even as we go about this week, Jesus, we would know without the shadow of a doubt, God, that we could be surrounded by God. The enemy has no victory over our lives, Jesus. That our enemies can be prowling and watching, God, but at the end, you win Jesus at the end you have the victory God so we replace in this moment dependence on ourselves and we begin to depend on you like never before we begin to depend on you God like the air that we breathe Jesus go before us surround us protect us God in Jesus name amen and amen let's leave today and as we go about our week let's leave with some worship let's leave like David singing the goodness of God and believing it for ourselves. Come on, let's worship.